This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, um, shalom to everybody. I see there's a, a whole bunch of questions over here. I've just seen them for the first time, browsing through them. Question number one, what is it most important to teach? Lofty topics, Gemara, Pnimi, Satoira, Emuna, Judaism, 101 basics. I don't know what that means. But um, that's, a, that's a good question. It's a good question, and uh, I, wanna, I just want to share with you something which I feel very, very strongly about, and it's something that's burning within me, and I'll just have to get it out of my system. Um, something that's, uh, I think, I don't want to call it a flaw, but it's, it's something that is very, very much lacking in people that go out to care. It's something very soidus, something very fundamental that people are not oymed and they don't know about before they go out. And that is, people think that the Tachlis, when you got to Kirov and you're dealing with secular Jews who are not religious, they don't know anything, and they think that the, the real the Tachlis is just that you should be cool, relate to them, which is true, relate to them and uh, see what they, you know, see what they're all about, and they want to, you know, you, you try to build up your bakiyas in uh, sports and politics, and uh, you know, just to be able to, just to be able to keep up a conversation with them. Otherwise, they'll feel intimidated by you. All these things are nice, MS. But that's just not, that, you must make sure that's not what your demus is. <laughs> that's not what your demus is. I hear often people saying, you know, like I, 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 was, I was seriously thinking of going into accountancy and I went into, I went into the Kirov. Uh, accountancy in Kirov, accountancy in Kirov is a Rechik Shemayim It's Going into Kirov, you have to go into Kirov, but Koivad Rosh. You have to go into Kirov with the understanding, and I'll explain what I mean in a minute. You have to go into Kirov with the understanding that you're dealing over here with the Rabbani Shlanavs and the Shomas. And you really want to be makarved into Yiddishkeit. Now, how do you be makarved into Yiddishkeit? The first thing is you have to expose them to something that they've got no idea about. And that is, obviously, Ruchnius. But within the world of Ruchnius, they don't understand what it means, Roimimus. They don't understand what it means, Dveikus. Not just, not just they can't translate the words. Just they don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. In the secular world, a Ruchniistika, secular Jew, I've heard this from many and I've seen it, the Heilige Chasm Soifer writes about it as well. When you speak to a secular Jew and he says, you know, he's also spiritual, he's also got his mitzvahs. So you, he'll, he'll say to you, you know, I'm also into mitzvahs. What am I into? They all keep on quoting that. And the reason why they all keep on quoting that is because it's a mitzvah, it's a classical mitzvah, and it sums up all the mitzvahs Ben Adon In other words, Ben Adon they've got no idea what that means. Ben Adon is something that is a tchum, that they, 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 they don't even know what it means, they don't even know that it exists. So they, 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 they're very into Ben Adam Lechav. Why? Because Ben Adam Lechav is something that Goyim also understand. But after Reacha Kamoicha is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a Yiddish mitzvah. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. And there's a lot of oimek to what it means after Reacha Kamoicha. But when a, when a secular Jew, a Chilani, he looks at the after Reacha Kamoicha, he jumps onto that. I'm kind to people. I'm nice to people. And uh, after Reacha Kamoicha. It's got nothing to do with Vekas as far as, in his eyes, as far as he's compared to it. They've got no idea what Roimimus is, no idea what Vekas is. So if you think that you're going to be cool with them, and that's how you're going to be makar of them, and you're going to schmooze to them about, you know, where they're coming from, you're not going to get very far. And in the short run, he'll come and he'll listen, he'll enjoy this, he'll enjoy that. But he's not, you're not going to get too far with him, and chas he might even pull you down. A yid has to know that before he goes out, he has to become an elevated Jew. You have to, for yourself, learn what it means, Reimimus, what it means, Dveikus, what it means, the depths of Torah. 
And then you can go out, and then when he sees you, he's going to see something he's never seen in his life. And that's going to help him, that's going to take him. I'll give you a simple example, Shabbos. Because Kirov always starts on Shabbos. Shabbatonim. What is the successful Shabbatonim? So seriously, there are people that think, give the guys a good time. Give the guys a good time. Okay, give the guys a good time. Nice. They have good times in other places as well. When they see you, that you talk to them during the week, and you converse with them, and, they understood, and, you, and you were living, you were able to relate to them in their world, and they see that on Shabbos, your poishet surah of a levish surah. That's the biggest kiddush, and that's, what, that's what's going to help them. The soif posseg is not that you're a cool guy. The soif posseg is that Yiddishkeit teaches you roimimus. Yiddishkeit, Judaism, teaches you roimimus. Teaches you how to be a lofty being. And that they've never, ever been exposed to. And when they see that, and they see that in a real way, that's going to help them. In other words, if you're having somebody over for Shabbos, a secular Jew, it's important that he should come before Shabbos already. He should watch your rabbits and lighting candles. He should see her intensity. She, he should see her ernskite. Halavai, she sheds a tear or two. And then, you know, you explain him before the ribbon, what she's saying. Zakeni legadl. You can sing with them. I don't know the song so well. But, uh, but it's a nice song. And when you sing it and you go through the words, it's meaningful and it's moving. And it takes them into something else. When they watch you making Kiddush, they see you're in a different world. When they watch you singing Zmiris, they see that you're Be'emis in a different world. <gasps> That's something they never see. How do you get there? How do you get there? And they'll see that this guy during the week seems such a nice, cool guy. There's a panemius to him. There's something, there's, there's something panemius to him. That is what Kirov is all about. That is what Kirov is all about. You can't go out into Kirov and and, and, until you become that person, until you feel what a real Shabbos is, until you feel what a davening is, until you know what Zmir is, until you know how to run a real Shabbos table. I know, people, I know somebody in Kirov that he has a lot of groups coming to him. But he's Makhbed, he first sits with his family and runs a real Heilig Shabbos table, and then they come in. And then they come in, and then they, or, or sometimes he, he starts with them, and then he goes to his family. But they have to feel, they have to feel what it means, Roimimus, what it means, Dveikus. They've got no idea. And it's no good just being friendly with them and being pally to them, pulling along, because I'm your friend, so do a favor to me, and now come do a mitzvah. They have to see something real. The reason why this is so is because. They're, they're, they're sunken so deep into, into Taiva and into Yetzirah subconsciously they're just desperate to see Kedusha they're desperate for somebody just take me out of there help me drag me out of there and you don't drag them out of there just by you know just, just by being a good friend of theirs you don't even drag them out of there by dressing cool dressing like you know dressing respective a nice tie is not going to be my car of them it's going to be right at the beginning they're going to see wow you know he knows how to wear ties he knows how to make a knot in a tie but that's not going to make them a from yid. What's going to make them a from yid is when they see Rhinos, because that's something they've never seen. That's something that Neshama is so longing and is so passionate to see. And that's why today, that's why today in the Balchuba world, I see this all the time in Torah. They just want something deep. They want to know about the Neshama. They want to know things which are completely beyond them. Why? Because they're looking for something to drag themselves out of the mess, out of the mud that they're in. 
They've seen so much in their lives. They just want roimers. They want somebody to help them out. And that's why they're looking for something really powerful to drag them out from where they are. And that has to be real, real, genuine Yiddishkeit. That's the only thing. And you have to make sure that you're holding that. You have to make sure that you're holding that. There's a lot of people that went into Kirov and had a big Yerida because they themselves weren't holding that. It's not just an Indian just you know, to take it as a job, but you don't feel, you don't feel, you know, you don't feel the Roymi Meshubah. You don't feel what a schus it is. You're not moved by seeing somebody do a mitzvah. You're not moved by somebody watching somebody that's not from, you know, not from putting tefillin up. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz told Reb Moshe Weber, a Rebbe of mine, that he says he loves going to the Koisel just to watch the Yidin. He's so moved by watching the Yidin putting tefillin on at the Koisel. He's so moved to go past the Chabad stand there and they put film. He's so moved. He says that he goes to the Koisel just for that. That's somebody that can go into Kirov. That's somebody that feels the Avas Yisrael. It's coming from a deep place. It's not just, oh, I'm a Kirov rabbi. You know, it's, it's, it's the real thing. It's, you've got to be the real thing. You've got to be somebody that's a Dmus. That's a, it's a Dmus of Ruchnius for them. And then they'll entrust you to help them and to, and, 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 and to raise you and to elevate you. It's a very, very important nakuda, and that's why there's a lot of people that went into Kirov and Nebuch were not matzliach, because it was a job, and a job. Both mitzad them, both mitzad the one they were trying to be makarov, and that's why a Shabbos is so important. That's why if you have them over even in the middle of the week, and you invite them over for a kumzitz in the middle of the week, but it's got to be something holy. There's got to be something you got to, you got to say holy Torah. You got to say Torah with a nigan. You got to teach them holy songs. It's got to be a matzah. It's got to be a mamet. It's got to be something that's a rope, a powerful rope that's dragging them out from where they are. Somebody just told me two weeks ago that he, there was a big, there was a Kirov that came to spoke. There's a common man in America and he said he was, he, was he, 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 he said the guy's got no idea what he's doing. Bemis, he told you those words. He told me this. This guy's got, this guy just, he wasn't Roy to be in the place where he was. So it's not just, you know, okay, I've learned in Koyal, let me just go out to Kirov. You've got to prepare yourself to go out to Kirov. You've got to be more careful. You've got to become more of the Dmus when you go out than when you were here. Because now, you're, now, now you can be a either a Zakh and Adam Shalayi of or you can be a Chav You've got to be, you've got to be you're carrying a big Achrayas over here. You've got to be that Dmus. You've got to be a person that is an elevated person, you yourself, and you've got, to give a, you've, got to, you've got to give a feeling of elevation when they come to you, and then they'll want to. So it's important at the beginning to show that you're relatable. And then when you see the same person that's relatable is also, is also somebody that can carry me up, is, is also something, he's so relatable to me, and on the other hand, he's so much higher than me. I feel he's so much lofty than me. Wow, he'll admire you so much for coming down to his level because he sees you're on a high level. But what's the point? He's looking for a dmus and you come and all you're doing the whole time is trying to show that you're cool and you're fantastic and you can be cool and be a religious individual. But where are you taking him? Where are you going and where are you taking him? That's a number one. That's a number one that a person has to, a person has to know how to feel on Shabbos. You have to know what a davening is. You might be stuck in places people have got to care of to places that they have nothing to inspire them in davening. You get used to over here that the minion, the thing around you, you've got to be able to be a pnimi in a sense that, that I know my, the, the Rav, Rav Grossman from Middle Amek, he's, he's 76. He's been living in Middle Amek for over 50 years. He davens 50. He's been there for 50 years. He davens like a Karolina Chassid, mamish like he's a youngster. Ada Yomazeh. Ada Yomazeh. 
because he's a real person and he's a person that the whole time he, he gets up early in the morning and he learns, he learns and he's, he's into panemius. He's, he's such a panemius to Kayib. On the contrary, on the way he looks at it, he told me, he told me this many times, he just enjoys being there. He can sit and stand in his corner and daven for hours. My son will go sometimes because he feels he needs like a long, long davening. So his grandchildren come to Middle Amid and he gives a share before davening and they daven for hours. And my daughter told me they go there for Yom Tif. They, they, they daven till like one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, he's been living a yid who's been living a migdalemic for 50 years already. He hasn't lost it. Not only hasn't lost it. And people, like, people see him. They, I've seen it. People see him. They're just like... And, he, and he's mamish. He knows how to speak to people. And I've been with him there in migdalemic. I've seen how, how he speaks to... He speaks to... He speaks to the lowest people over there. And he knows how to use their language. It was the same thing with, with the Ravadi Yosef. He knew exactly the language. He used to use their slang. He used to use their words. But then they heard a share from him. They were blown. And they, they couldn't understand how a person who's is such a high, he's Sheikhma Mala and he comes to speak to them. That's what blew them away. Not that somebody's on your level and he's just trying to pull you into care. So why are you better than him? Because you're doing this mitzvah, you rap, you do rapping, you, you rap the tefillin every morning. That's not what's going to end, Chris. They're going to see somebody who's mishich mo'omala and comes down to them to pick them up. That's what they're looking for. Any questions on that? Yeah. To give over what? No, I. Give over anything to inspire them uh. in that way. It seems so like full of that energy that it's apparent to the, to the person. It seems like what they tell us is not to do the Hassanah, meaning Avada is a major Hassanah and the big rest of the world, but it seems that there has to be more of Hassanah, specifically more of Hassanah. Exactly. When they, when, they, when they brought the Bayana Rebbe of today, so he was a modern Orthodox kid, and they brought him to Etz Israel to groom him to become a Rebbe. Of uh, the kind, it's not a joke. They, they, they the old Hasidim. They, they brought him and they groomed him, and they put him through a grueling schedule. <laughs> he had chavrusas. He had people that learned pnimis You got to a person's got to work hard on himself. See, once upon a time, once upon a time, the, even the, the secular population, they weren't so sunken into the yamataiva. And therefore, the avoider wasn't so much to, like to. You got to be so high because they got to see your dmus, and that's the only way you can pull them out. It was more than more of a technical thing, more answering their questions, more proving God and all that type of thing. So then they, they weren't on such a low level either. They just needed to, 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 to intellectually you know, be shown that Hashem. And then, and then somebody who's learning Kirl, he has a lot of Yidiyas and Torah, so he can help them. Nowadays, you need to be a Dmus. Nowadays, you're talking to people that are mamish, have seen everything and done everything. And by the way, I was just talking to somebody this morning in Asia Torah about it. And nowadays, even if you go into the modern Orthodox world, it's, there's come up no difference. 
There's no difference anymore between the modern Orthodox world and the Kirov world. So even if you, even if you, if you say you're not ready for the for the Kirov world, you want to go into the modern Orthodox world, it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing today nowadays. A person's really got to work. That's exactly what the point I'm making. A person's got to work on himself. He's got to. What do you have to do? You have to become a panimistic Eid. How do you do that? <laughs> you work on your tefillah. You get up an hour before davening, at least. You learn before davening. You take davening slowly. And eventually, it gets, you know, it gets in. There comes a Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. You have different Shabbos limudim. You know, you start learning holy svarim before Shabbos. And you start learning about Shabbos. You start learning about what it means. You learn, even if you get yourself in the Oizvahodah's mirrors. And, uh, you know, they got it all in there. Kids serve what you can, uh, what's happening. And you got to invest. You got to invest in that. It's true. You can't just go straight from, from learning in the Hilchas, Hilchas, whatever coil, and now I'm into Kirov. I mean, you can, but it's very possible that there's going to be a minimum effect. You must be in Tmus. And becoming a Tmus is something that, uh, that a person's got to work hard on. He's got to very work hard on. Go work hard on his Pneumius. And today, I'm telling you, I see this in, in Eshat Torah all the time. The Bachrim, even in Gesher, the Bachrim, all they want to know is Pneumius. That's all they want to know. That's all they want to know. All they want to know. And they're asking about things that they've got no idea. There's a, there's a, I started learning, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> I started learning, learning with him to, uh, this, uh, this morning something. He's in my Gemara share, but you know, he's leaving soon. He wants this. He says to me, Rabbi, I want you to teach me whatever you teach me. I'm going to go to Mikveh every morning before our lesson. I said, don't go to Mikveh. Yeah, don't go. But he says, no, I want you to teach me the holiest things, the holiest things. He's a, he's a Tmimus a boy, a Persian boy from, from, from L.A. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for Mikveh. They're looking for Tahara. They're looking for Kedusha. They're looking for, that's what they're looking for. You've got to be able to cater for that. Yeah. very technical look, look there is an Indian that, uh, that, that the people in Asian people feel that you know there is an Indian to just send them out because this because because people are so desperate and there's not enough people around just send them out just send them out there is such a dare what we're trying to do over here is <laughs> what we're trying to create of them that are doing Kirov and Kirov, they're doing Kirov in a, in a way that avoid Hashem so it's true because number one there's a Yerida Sadaris even in our world unfortunately and therefore people you know people that are going out might be not on the same level as people were, were a while ago there is a shit that says it doesn't matter just go out and just do the Kirov because uh, you know if you're going to get somebody to do you know somebody to, to keep Shabbos even if you're not ready yourself yet it's also good there's, there's, there is a shit like that and I'm not I'm not arguing with that shit the Chas what we're trying to do over here is we're trying to create. Originally, when I, when, we, when I was approached, I was approached on the smach that there's the Baruch Hashem, the Kehil has grown into something so special. Everybody walks in here. This feels so special. How, what, what can we do to take that and to bring that R elsewhere? So we're trying to establish something to bring an R elsewhere, to bring an R that people should, 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 should flock to. You understand? That's the.
They're coming from a place that just go out and just do. It's also good. We're, we're trying to do something you know, unique, and it makes the job much, much easier. Not only known as this, it doesn't help. You know, it doesn't help, anyways. Even if you prove them that there's a God in the world, but what should they do? The Yetzirah is telling them there is a God, and there is a God, and you're going to get punished, and you're going to go to Gehenna. <laughs> and uh, what can I do? I'm, 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 I need somebody to help me. I'm, I'm glued. I'm addicted to all my tithes. What's it? Called? It's irrelevant. Our shita is that there's no such thing as a Jew that doesn't believe in God. Don't fool yourself. You do believe in God. You have a Yetzirah. You got a problem. We'll help you. You believe in God. So the whole idea of discovery program to discover and codes and everything, we are mom in that every Eid believes in God. Pnimi Satoira gives out that every Eid believes in God and the Heligatanya writes every Eid is willing to be Moise Nefesh for Hashem. Every Eid, we don't, we don't need to prove God. We need to help this person get to God. And he's far away and he's sinking and sinking and sinking and we have to get him out of there. And you've got to give him heavy. And this is what the, this is what the most, I'll take you a question in a second. Most important to teach, lofty topics, Gemara, Pnimi, Satora. It's a very good question. And the Emes is the elevated. Hadin. Of course you should start with Halacha. Of course you start with Gemara, Me'ik Hadin. But to a lot of Balchu, to a lot of secular Jews, it's not going to do anything for them. I'm not, definitely not a good idea just to teach them Pnimi, Satora, not to touch Gemara. That's for sure not. But you, they need to have Pnimi, Satora. And they need to be taught things which are beyond their level. In, 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 in Pnimis Atayra itself, there's such a thing called knowledge and there's such a thing called Hasaga. Hasaga is something where, where you're reaching, you're taking them to a place, that's called Hasaga. It's not knowledge, it's not, uh, it's not understanding, it's Hasaga, and that's what these people need. They see Hasaga, they get, they, get, they get drawn up, they get sucked out of where they are. And that's so, nowadays it's in, 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 in absolutely important, and I see it, I see, I see it all the time, I see it in Mamish, Mamish all day long, I see it over there. See it over there in Yeshatara all day long. And, uh, and, and uh, so, of course, you've got to teach them Gemara, you've got to ground them, you've got to teach them Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, you've got to ground them. But nowadays, just doing that doesn't, 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 because they know all that. I mean, they know the halachas, they know they shouldn't be doing things, but they're stuck. That's, that's the Nakudu. And only Roimimus can take, out, take them out of there. Yeah. Of course they have to know Gemara and Halacha, but you should know, I've heard from them that a person just says, okay, first let's teach you Halacha. It makes Yiddishkeit sound like a dictatorship. You know, do this, and put this shoe on first, this shoe second, and wash your hands, and don't walk for Amos, and, and say, whoa, what am I getting myself into over here? So they've got to have the Pneumius, they've got to have something that's Hasagi, you've got to draw them, you've got to draw them up. And the Bemis have to be, Bemis a person has to be the Muslim, he has to work very hard on himself, very, very hard on himself to, be, to, to, to become a Muslim. Yeah, we're saying do the do together. So I mentioned to him, you have one say to do kids, I want you to do this, and you're saying blend it in together. Yeah, but I'm saying just to teach him that they say. Meanwhile, I'm teaching you this Gemara, this Halacha. You got to know how to do things. It's not going to attract him. It's not. Gonna, it's not going to attract him at all. He needs to hear deep things. Of course, when you're teaching Halacha, I, we call it Shabbos because Shabbos is the e- easiest to get into the to get into the Pneumius. But uh, they have to have. They have to see the deeper message of Judaism. They need to see something deep because they're living in such a shallow life. They need depth. 
and you need to show them that there's depth. You need to show them that, that they, have to, they have to, we wrote in the pamphlet this week, that child, why, why do you teach child, why do you teach kids about gadolim? Because you want to lift them up. You want to lift them up. So you teach them about gadolim, which is beyond their grasp, but it lifts them up. Wow, wow. You want this secular Jew to feel, wow, this is something I've never been exposed to. And then he starts. Then he starts. Then he's willing to, to, to sacrifice and to climb out of where he is, uh, because he wants to explore this. This seems very deep. This seems very, and he's willing to explore it. He's willing to climb out of himself in order to start getting there, in order to see what it's all about. But that's the nakud. The nakud is take them, help them out of where they are. They're stuck. That's it. They're stuck. Yeah. Are you the Rav there? So you're nothing much you can do there. <laughs> I always give eights of people who are Talmudim and who, who are in those circumstances. I said, you've got to live in your own bubble over there. I said, you can change things. Slowly, but dark in So you have to work with Chachma. You know, so you, you've got to sort things out with Chachma. Everybody wants, everybody wants inspiration today. Everybody wants inspiration today. So you don't have to, the inspiration doesn't necessarily have to be a crazy long davening. Inspiration can be five minutes of inspiration before davening begins. And, uh, and uh, you know, you teach them a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be long, Juana. For that, you've got to be a chacham to know how to install, how to install it into them. But, uh, but they, that's what they have to have. Person's got to work, a person's got to work very, I, I was once in a place in America and uh, in a Kira place. I was like, uh, whatever, I don't know what it's called. I was there for Shabbos anyway. And uh, so, so I came in early Shabbos morning and the robe over there was giving, uh, in this Kira place, he was giving Hilchas Shabbos Be'ion She before davening. One guy turned up and, he, and uh, I'm not sure how well he was I wasn't watching him to see how well he was listening but it, it seemed it didn't seem too exciting and, and the whole davening then afterwards uh, I said to myself I didn't say a word to him I said to myself imagine he would have you know imagine he would have you know, he needs the halacha make the halacha Shabbos afternoon you bring a guy he's coming out early before davening this share is a hachana before davening so it's a hachana before davening giving something that's going to inspire the davening and after that he'll be so inspired he'll want to hear the halacha They've got, to, they've got to start the day inspired. They've got to start the day excited. Excited. And this, the only way to do that is by, is by number one being a role model example of that. And I've seen this in so many places that if it's a dry davening and the guys don't know how to, you know, so again Kalbach and again Kalbach and again Kalbach and again Kalbach, you know, like people want to move. People want to move and, and they, they don't know how to do it. There's so many people out there that don't know how to do it. They don't know how to inspire. They don't know how to form together, make an make a in, in, in inspiring davening. They just don't know how to do it. So you don't inspire people. And then the guy who's the, the robe over there, then he, he starts drying out. <laughs>
clear? If they see that you're an ish emes and you're a nice guy, if they see that you're a basher, you know, and, and uh, even when you're talking about that type of thing, you know, you're, you're a basher, then they won't be makabal. If they see that you're an ish emes and they see that you mean they're good and you see that you're moist and nefesh for the kehila, then when it comes to these things, you can be chad v'chalak and, uh, you know, and, and you, have to be, you have to be chad v'chalak. I'll give you another thing that's something that, that, that I'm mamish making a shtikl melchoma these days about. You're talking about liberal people. Liberal people don't like it when you say that Jews are special. They don't like it. Mamish don't like it. They can come and they, can, they get so insulted that you say that Jews are special. And I have this a lot. And somebody last week told me, he says, Rabbi, you're always burying the goyim in the ground. I said, I'm burying the goyim in the ground? I never, I never chose gravedigger as a career for myself. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He says, well, you, you keep on talking about how special the Jewish people are. So I said, does that mean I'm burying the goyim in the ground? That's a very liberal type of thing. You mustn't be, no pshars on that. You don't say a word about that. You mustn't talk bad about going. There's a lot of people that have fathers that are going. A lot of these Balchuas have fathers and have families and uncles and aunts and most of the families are intermarried and all get them very well together. And there's no Indian to talk about going. I mean, we're not talking about Muslims. We're talking about a regular going. No Indian to, to our tafkid is, 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 is not, to, not to look down. Our tafkid is, I told this guy, you say every day, every yomtev you're busy with, and you're busy with the Romans. This is, it comes back to the same, comes back to the same subject. If they don't see why a yid is special, if they don't see, if they don't see there's something very uplifting about the Jew, then, then, then they don't understand. They think the difference between a yid and a goy is that yid's got more mitzvahs, goy's got less mitzvahs. But it's a very, very liberal thing. Motchai Hatzadik, when the yid, when Nana, Mr. Dawson, Shalachashverish, the Megillah calls him an ish Yehudi. What did he, what, what's the pshat ish Yehudi? Ish Yehudi means that Motchai went around the Suda with all, when the, all the Persian going there, we're talking about all the Toyevus. And Motchai walks up to the Yid, and he says to the Yid, you're a Yehudi. A Yehudi is the Yudke Vovke. You're a issue, you are a Yehudi. Pasnished. 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 There's a famous story, I think I've said it here before, the Rugadl Eisner, he was a Hele Geger Chassid, after the war, he lived in Tel Aviv, he was a Mashpia of Chindush Arim. He was a very, very big Tzaddik, a real Polish, a Geger Chassid. And uh, after the Holocaust, Ger Chassid, from before the Holocaust, who never gave up Yiddishkeit, went off the derek completely. And he walked up to him in the streets in Tel Aviv. And he remembered him because he was a mashpia in Poland still before the war. And he says to him, and this guy says to him, like, Lahachis, Lahachis. He walks up to Rugod Lahazin and says, you know, he had this chassidish you know, name, whatever. He says, in Yiddish, he says, Oh, Shemalaycha, they gedenks me. You remember me? I'm Moshe Betzalel or whatever. I'm Itchemaya. You remember me? So he meant Mamish Lahachis. And God Eisner, Rev Chachmosa, he looks at this guy for a few seconds and says to him, let's say he's called, he says, Itchemaya, Spasnishfa He says that guy burst. He mummished the chuba on the spot. Came a Gerachosid, back again a Gerachosid. What happened over here? What was so powerful in what God Eisner says? You want to be a goy? You can't. You're a yid. You're special. You want to be a not Gerachosid? You can't. You're a Gerachosid. And because you are a Ger Chassid, even now, it's Pasnishta. And what he did was, he brought back his Ger Chassid. 
And this suddenly, this, 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 this Bacha, whoever he was, felt a Geher Chosid. And then he, secondly, he looked at himself, how he's dressed and how he's acting, how he's conducting his life. And the guy said, it's pasnish for Geher It's pasnish for a Yid to behave like a Goy. It's pasnish for a Yid to behave like a Goy. That's the Reimus. The Reimus, the Yid is the Reimus. And when that thing, again, there's no Pshars, no Pshars. I had a senior lecturer there, whatever, of, of Ishtar come to me and says, Rabbi, you told him that Salam Alekim, Goyim, do have, don't have. I said, I wish people would defend the Jewish people like they defend the Goyim. I wish you'd stick up for Am Yisrael like you're sticking up for the Goyim. So we were, I told out a Medjah Shmuel, and Perkei Ovis, Chavad, and Salam Alekim, the Goyim do have, they don't have. I said to him, Poshet, Dava Poshet. I said, you're talking to kids over here that are watching movies, and they're seeing Hollywood stars on the screen, more than they're seeing you. And I said, when you tell them that Goy's got Salam Aleikim, so what do they mean, right? So they look at this guy, and they say, this guy who's, who's the lowest of the lowest in Hollywood, an actor, they look at him and they say, he's got a Salam Aleikim. So how cheap is a Salam Aleikim? How cheap is a Salam Aleikim? It doesn't matter if some say they do, some say they don't. Even the ones that say that they do, they can lose it. <laughs> you know, Salam Aleikim doesn't remain. If you're in the Tumtum and you're, it doesn't remain. But... but as soon as, you start, as soon as you start defending, the, that's exactly the Nakud that we're making over. As soon as you start defending that you mustn't say that a Jew is special, is that's exactly the Nakud. And I'll tell you why they're so emphatic. You know what? Do you know why they get so offended? Because they're living a, a lot of them are living a Goyish life. And when you say a Jew is special, and they know they're Jewish by birth, so there's a stira. They're living like a Goy. And you're saying a Jew is special. So it's, so it's a steer. It's a machayev. It's a machayev. It's a responsibility. It's a machayev. But as soon as, whenever they can say, well, yeah, you know, you mustn't have goyim. Goyim are humans and Jews are humans. So then, okay, you say that they can be a Jewish. They can be Jewish because they were born Jewish. They can, they can live a life like a goy. And uh, it's not such a steer. When it comes to these things, you have to make it crystal clear. And you make it crystal clear with an MS. You say, Goyim are good people, and a goyim is this goyim that can have olam haba if they do if they do good things, and they're, they're good. But a yid is something else. Ata v'chartano mikola amen. Bilam Harosha says am levada yishkan u bagoyim lo yischashu. This is what I tell him. I say you believe in the written in the in the in Torah Shabbat You believe in Torah Shabbat The Christians believe in Torah Shabbat So translate this pasuk for me. Bilam Harosha. Am levodad yishkoin obagoyim lo yischashu. Klal Yisrael are on their own. They'll always be on their own. They have a mila that no one else has on this planet, and we have to live up to that mila. You have to be very, very clear when it comes to these things. You have to be very, very clear. And you'll get, you know, they'll bash you for it, etc. But inside, then they know if they see that you're an ish emes and you're you're consistent all along the way, they'll be makabel from you. So that's the first question answered. What's important? Lofty topics, Gemara, Pnimi Satara, Munna, Judaism, 101 basics, which I still don't know what that is. But, uh, but uh, lofty topics, you have to know what you're saying, you have to know what you're talking about. It's very important that they should learn halacha, and it's very important they should have a Gemara. Not always, at the beginning, not always with a, you know, somebody else said to me that uh, Medjish Rabbah says an Echo. Medjish Rabbah an Echo says, Halavai Oisi Ozbu, Sairasi Shamoru, Sha'amor Shaboy Yachzerena Lemutav. So learn with them Gemara. You learn with them Gemara and they'll change. You learn with them Gemara and they'll change. You'll see. You don't have to learn anything else other than Gemara. The answer to that is, could be, depends who they are. In many cases and probably in most cases, they're not even listening to you when you're teaching them Gemara. That's the problem. If they undertake to learn Gemara like you want them to learn Gemara, if, you, if they undertake to sit and learn for a few hours Gemara now, 
and you're going to teach them the Gemara, and they're going to be steiging and ligging in the sugi in the Gemara, Hamar Shabbat Yachzirin Elamutiv. Gemara's got everything. Gemara's got Soida Torah in it as well. Chazanish, the Helik Chazanish, when he learned Gemara, he was learning Soida Satorah. Learning Pnimi Satorah, a person can learn Pnimi Satorah, and he's learning Nigla. He's not learning Pnimi. He's not connected. He's not connected to the Hasoga. A person can be learning Gemara, and he's learning Soida Satorah. He learns Gemara, Bekedusha, Betahara, the, 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 the greatest in, in the, I know from Amshinov, the greatest, the greatest, the Volker Rebbe said, the Helik Volker Rebbe said, that the, the, the most Hasidish Sefer is the Gemara. It's obvious. But these people are not, not, are not listening to the Gemara. They haven't got the concentration span and they're not interested in it. And they're not learning the Gemara, Bechlal. So you're trying to pump Gemara into them and in many cases, Bechlal, nothing's going in because they're not interested. And their mind is totally somewhere else. But when you teach them something deep, something that is, something, something that, 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 that chaps them, is then you have them. And then when you start that, then of course you can explain them the chashivas of Gemara and the chashivas and the chokhmas of Torah, chokhmah begoyim tamin, Torah begoyim al tamin. That can that can all follow up. So of course, just by teaching them pnimius, you won't, you won't, you'll, you'll you'll begin you'll begin the path. But of course, you've got to teach them Gemara. And also when you'll teach them Gemara, you've got to teach them Gemara with a passion. You've got to say the Hail of Torah. You've got to teach Gemara with them the passion. They have to realize when they're learning Gemara from you that they're learning something, you know, they're not learning something that's just intellectual. They're learning something that's Kaddish for Torah. You, te- you, 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 you explain them, you, teach, you, you show them the Gemara, the, what, 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 what Basila's big talent was and, and what Rabbi Yechon Zakai knew and he was like the, on the lower end of Basila's Tamidim or what he knew and the Maisim Rekova and then the and Dova Godel, Dova Cotton. You have to realize that when you teach them, when they're learning Gemara, they're learning something which is which is Kaddish Vatar of a Neurem Oid. It's not an intellectual study. That's the Shprach. You have to that, that's the Shprach. And then, then in Achanami, it will be Yachzirin Elamutiv. Number four was Yisoidus and how to be the best Makarav. Okay. So the do's and the don'ts. We discussed how, how we think is the, the best Makarav. To have Raimimus to you, to teach them Raimimus. What should be our focus and aim, the biggest battle of this generation that we need to combat? The, big, the biggest battle of this generation is, is, is the Yetzirah, is the Taiva, is the, is the things that they're, they're, the Timtum that they've had, their eyes, their ears, their Ramachivar, Meshasagidim, their heart, their Moyach. It's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all one big Timtum. But there's a very important Akuda, just so I don't want to forget to say, there's a very, very important Akuda over here, and that is. And this is a really, we should have began to share this, but this is an extremely important Akuda. That when you're talking to somebody, as we said, who has, said, who has seen everything and done everything and heard everything and his heart has, 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 has been misavah for everything and he comes to you and he wants to be helped and he's like a thousand miles backwards from Kedusha. He's about 10,000 years backwards. And he says, you know, like, I'm, I'm a write-off. So something that you have to tell him is, and that is, that inside you, you have an ashama that's a chelak of the kamimal, that's never been contaminated. No tumor ever got there. There's a part of you that's connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu still inside you. And, 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 and if somebody would come with you now to a gun and tell you to bow to an Avodah Zorah, you probably wouldn't, and you'd be willing, but in this matzav that you're in now, to give your life up, Al-Kiddush Hashem, there's something inside you that's burning. There's an ashama inside you, mamish, that's burning for Hashem. There might be many, many, layers covering it but it's there 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 you don't have to become a different person the Pasuk says this Pasuk may be talking about this type of guy a guy may think if I want to get if I want to become more of a spiritual person 
I'm so far that it's like going, for me it's like traveling from here up to Shemayim. For me it's like traveling to Me'eva Ayom. And that the Pesach says no. However far away you went, you should know. You're close to Hashem. And you, can, you have something inside you that never left Hashem and never got contaminated. And if you focus on that, you'll see how close you are to Hashem. A yid is never a write-off. A yid is never far from, a yid is never far from Hashem. When Rav Lau from Tel Aviv, the father of the chief rabbi, was by the dollars, by the Rebbe, and he to, he's told the Rebbe Rebbe that he's in Kirv Rechoikim, the Rebbe, the Rebbe Amish flipped. Kirv Rechoikim, there's a yid that's rochik from Hashem. A yid that's rochik, Kirv Rechoikim. He used to say, a yid who are le'es atah, not Shem Retoyah Mitzvahs. But a yid is rochik from Hashem. And Imamish believed it, but Munish Imamish believed that every yid, every yid is korov. Every, every yid is korov. The Amish Rebbe once met with a, a Jewish leader of a, of a cult in America, whose name is Cohen. And this was a secret meeting that even in Amish they don't know about. I only know about it because I know the guy who had his meeting in the house, and he told me about it. <laughs> and, uh, he's a, and he came to Eretz Yisrael and he said he wants to meet with the Amshan Rebbe. The Maisa, he didn't do anything. The Rebbe met him a few times for six, seven hours. And, uh, and, 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 and uh, afterwards, the Rebbe told this guy, I don't know what he wants from me. But uh, the Rebbe sat down with him. And this guy was telling the Rebbe, was trying to sell the Rebbe all his, all his marriage guide. And uh, the Rebbe kept on telling him, yeah, but you know, yeah, but you know, but our Torah says this. And like, he, was ju- he wasn't battling with him. He was just trying to show, yeah, no, but inside you, the Rebbe was trying to break into him to, 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 to show him, you know, you're a yid. You know, basically, you don't even believe what you're saying. You know what the Torah says about this. And the Rebbe was going on that mahalach. He said one of the meetings went on for seven hours. For seven hours. The Rebbe was trying to say, this guy is a cult. He has thousands of followers in America. Probably a lot of them are Yid Nebuch. So he's basically a Choyta Machdi Sarabim Shein Kudug Mosay. But nevertheless, I mean, what did the Rebbe Shalom say to, to Yeroven Ben Avot? Yeroven Shalom said to Yeroven, if you do tshuva, Netayel Beganeden. Netayel Beganeden. We'll be together in Ganeden. You, David HaMelech, and me, says Hashem. Yeroven Ben Avot, who was the biggest Choyta Machdi Sarabim in history. Yeroven Ben Avot. He stopped him from being oiler eagle. He put he stuck up two eagle, two igles off that the Eden should be Mishtachavet Ravodazara. Ten out of the twelve tribes of Klalisrol. Vast majority of Klalisrol, he was machti them to be Oivdavodazara. And he stopped whoever goes to Yushalayim, Yidoke Becherev. He stabbed to death anybody that's gonna dare to be oiler the regal. A Russia Marusha. And the Rabbanishim says to him, just do tshuva and Aniva at Aniva Ben David will be metal with you in Ganadin. Because every Eid has something in him that is Completely, completely attached to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and it's impossible to detach it. And that's what you have to tell these people. Even to you, even to the matzav where you are. Like the Rambam says in Elchus Tshuva, when you turn, when you turn around, just turn around. Just turn around. I'm a Kaddish as Isha. I'm not Shani Tzadik. I feel a Rosh Gomo. for a hero Tshuva. And you need, he needs a get. for a hero Tshuva. That's a very important akuda that every does to know. There's no such thing as a yid being too far away. And in essence, there's no such thing as being far away from Hashem. On the contrary. Yeah, sorry. What, who had the question? Yeah. Number one, you don't talk straight away of becoming the full... You want to get it into Ruchnius. Slowly, slowly, you know, 
this is a very good question, Bechlal, when people come from even the modern Orthodox world, I have a lot of, a lot of Tamid that ask me, what, which world should I live in? Is the Haredi world, and is the Datilomi world, the modern Orthodox world? And it's obvious that they're a lot closer to at that point when they're still not from. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they're, they're getting from and from. And, uh, you know, what, what the Haredi world has its problems, and the Datilomi world has its problems, and it's a, this is a long conversation, not just for now. But the, the bottom line is, the bottom line is that, uh, number one, that's why I tell a lot of people not to move to Eretz people, like, not to move to Eretz In America, you have these, like, half, you have these places, like, Psaic, and, like, these places which are very, very nice, you know, Kehillahs. Eretz is, like, a much more, much more, either you're this or you're the other. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of time, you know, ask me about the Haredi world. Haredi world has its problems. Of course, it's got every, we're in Golis, you know, 2,000 years already. No one's perfect. If we'd all be perfect, Mashiach would have been a long time ago. We all have what to improve about. The Haredi world is a world with a Messiah. And the other worlds are worlds without a Messiah. Chinuch and Hatzloch and Siyat Deshmaya for Chinuch with kids, for that you need a Messiah. The kids mustn't be confused. You can't have confused. I lived in Mavaseret for a while. I taught there for over 20 years. And the, 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 the from Sioni world there is extremely, extremely from. And they're Mamish Tzadikim. I mean, we should all be embarrassed with a lot of good and hoggers that they have. But the Maisa, they're not matzliach with their kids. Why? Because they're confused. Because they're confused. The whole confusion. So what's the Medina? So what's Eretz Yisrael? So how do the two blend in together? So is it secular? So is it from? What about going to the army? You know, the, I remember there was people there, like, you know, with, with hair down to hair, with a kippah like this, hardly dressed, and they were shockling Bashman Esra and Imunah, and, and, and they're, they're, they're holy, but they're confused. And the only dogma that a person has with a Messiah is, 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 is the Haredi world. I tell people with all the difficulties that it is to break into it, it's, it's a world, I'm talking about spe- specifically about living here in Eretz Yisrael, it's, a, you know, it's, 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 it's the world with them, it's, it's the Kehillah with the Messiah that has fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers and it's, it's, it's 2,000 years of tradition. The other ones are all new. The other ones are all new. You know, the, the Tilomi world is new. The modern Orthodox world is new. It's not a coming from Messiah of the Doira Doris. It was the Hiroth Shah, and Islas Al Shem. After the Holocaust, it was a good thing. Rav Salvechik knew what he was doing. He was, he, was, he was bringing people who wouldn't be Michlal religious. He was trying to bridge a gap. And he had his Kavonis Lishan Shemaim. He was a great man. But a person that wants to know where is the safest place is the, is the safest place. And, uh, not yet. Don't worry about that now. There's nothing to worry about that now. Nothing, we're not dis- we, don't, we don't have to discuss it. And not me and you, I'm saying you tell them, we don't have to discuss it now. Let's get slowly, slowly, let's get you more involved in Yiddishkeit. And when you feel you're ready, ready involved in Yiddishkeit, is then uh, we'll, we'll branch you out, we'll see where, we'll see where to take you. But uh, on the contrary, when you're, when you're living the life of MS without a steerer, the person feels very comfortable. The most frightening thing is to live a life with contradictions. That's the most frightening thing. And that is the problem there. In, in a lot of, in the Datilo Mi world, the big problem is that the kids have a lot of steers which they cannot answer. They embrace the Israeli government, but then they give back Gush Katif, whatever. There's a lot of steers. And that's, that's, that, that's what people are very frightened of. They're very frightened of steers, of contradiction, of confusion. Confusion. So you tell the person, you tell the person, let's get going. As long as things are clear, Yiddishkeit is clear, mitzvahs are clear, you believe there's a God, you believe there's Mashiach, you believe there's Lassid Lavoy, you need help to get there, we'll get you there. But all these questions, the Kalina Rebbe, they once asked the, the Stalin Kalina Rebbe over here, you know, why there's so many different men, Hogim, and there's Ashkenaz, and there's Sfadi, and there's Hasidish, and there's Litvish, and there's this, and there's... So, so he said that, he was talking to Bali Tshuva, so he said, you're starting Shulchan Aruch now. He said 95% of the Shulchan Aruch 
is the same. Everybody keeps the same. He says the, all the differences are on the last 5%. He has this minute, he said, does say Tachnon today, he doesn't say Tachnon today. <laughs> he says, he says, he, he says this, he says, Tam's this different Nusach, he eats this, he eats two Kazais, he eats one Kazais. These are all, these are all Nafgiminas once you got to the 95%. <laughs> when you get to the 95%, we'll, 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 you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where, where to send you. We'll see how, where you're comfortable. But until then, it's all, it's all clear. Most important thing is to be clear. And that's what you said before, Shmuel, uh, in Indian of, of, you know, when liberals talk to you, when you just show that you've got such a clear kav, such a clear kav, they've got no kav bechlal. The liberals have got no kav bechlal. You know, it, it branches into now there's women's minyanim and now there's this and it's all a piyahalocha, but it's all confusion. It's all mixed up. It's all mixed up. They don't have clarity. When they see that you're coming with, with clarity and you have a straight line, when it comes to, when it comes to Torah and it comes to mitzvahs, it comes to, uh, comes to you know, it comes to, to, to Hashkofa, it comes to Mesoira, it comes to all these things, the Yiddish path, our path, is so clear. It's so clear. It hasn't deviated for 2,000 years, and that's why we're still around. And it's not going to deviate, and we're not going to let anybody. All the liberals, they're just deviating. And reform also deviated, and, and the conservative also deviated. Deviation is terrible. We're coming with a very clear path and a very clear Messiah. And that's it. So it's all clear and it's all posh. It all makes so much sense. I'm not sure that it's so shy. The difference is that our, that we have the gedolah Torah, the gedolah that we have, a gedolah that that have that, that, that haven't deviated, <laughs> they're following the same Messiah. and it's like saying like Ramosha Feinstein had to write a chul about about Siamese twins. So three hundred years ago, Siamese twins didn't exist. But Ramosha Feinstein took all the earlier sources that are Negea and Besiat Shmaim and Ruba. He managed to pass In other words, of course, every generation has their nesiyonis, and that's why we have gedolah, and and our gedolah never deviate. Agadolim are not just, are not just they're, not, they're, they're old-fashioned and they're tuned into modern times. And that's what's so great about them. They're old-fashioned with the old Messiah and they're, and they're tuned in to, to your soul. So if they, if they say that today in our generation it's better to, it's better to learn in Koyal and it's better whatever and there's, there's more possibilities because there's more help and there's more, you know, Am Yisrael around the world is more united so there's a lot of people outside of Israel in America who support Moses. It's all, it's a whole one big umbrella. It's an international Judaism today. So if they say this, this, is, what, this is what you do. All the problem with these primers, they didn't have Gedolim. That's the, that's, that's the problem. They didn't really have real, real, real Gedolim Torah. And even they had great people, but even the great people that they had, one saw deviations within them as well. And, you know, the, the Gedolim Torah, it doesn't matter whether the Hasidish or Litish or Sfadish, it doesn't matter. The Gedolim Torah that we had, that every generation has, it's Yat Shmai, the Yisihu, the Gedolim, the Gedolim of that generation, they held on to a Messiah in the most unbelievable way. So that's the difference. We don't decide what's a deviation, what's not a deviation. They decide what's a deviation. Sarah Shneira started Bess Yaakov. It was a deviation. The girls go to school. The girls learn Torah. I mean, it was a deviation. She had the endorsement. And she, you know, she went around the girl. And the girl said, this is Ayurah's show. So if they say, this is Ayurah's show, this is Ayurah's show. Again? The whole Sefer Tanya is full of it. 
plus many others, but this Tani is a very accessible safe. <laughs> You have to show, I understand your question. It's a good question. Because there are certain people that give over that vibe. In other words, there are certain people who are in Kirov as a job. So, you know, they need to fill up the quota. They need to end of the month. They need to fail. You know, I was Makar of Kach Kach people. You're the last one. I've got Mamish one empty gap. If you become from, I'm getting my salary. <laughs> if, the, if you show them your genuine love for them, the Emma said, genuine, obviously, Israel for them. That's the only way to do it. I think I said this last time over here, but I'll just tell you a story of a boy in Eshatara told me that, the, that there was a Shlich Chabad of a campus over there that on his way taking his wife to hospital in labor, she forgot to make Hamantashen. She forgot to deliver Hamantashen to a student before Purim that she promised him. So his wife was in the car in the midst of labor. And he turned around and he went back to give Hamantashen to the student. He said, that made me from. He said, that was a genuine Avas Yisrael. When they see that you have a genuine Avas Yisrael, and, and you care about them. You mamish, mamish, you be-emis, be-emis care about them. I had a story yesterday. Mamish, yesterday, I, told, uh, mamish, I made a guy a sugar about davening marav. It doesn't daven marav, whatever. So I called him a few nights in and He told me yesterday, he said he came back 2 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and, he, and he came back from somewhere. He was in Shabbat somewhere. I can't remember where. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. And he hadn't daven marav yet. And uh, he said, he said, he said, Rebbe, you care so much about my marav. He said, you know, Asia's next to Koyz. He said, I went down to the coastland. I just want to tell you that I daven marav. You care so much about my marav. If you show genuine, that you show genuine love, then they don't, they don't just think that you're trying, to, you're, try, you're trying to rope them in. When they do think so is when you go too fast. You know, okay, just become from, and let, but when you, you, you've got patience with them, you go from mitzvah to mitzvah with them, and uh, you know, you don't tell them the whole time, I'm trying to, ah, you need to be from, and you know, you just, you show them genuine, but must care. Care. These people, a lot of Americans that grow up today, all around the world, grow up today. They've grown up without genuine love. Father doesn't give them love. He's too busy at work. The mother doesn't give them love. She's too busy at work. He's a lawyer and she's a doctor and this and that. And they come home in the evening. They're busy on the computers. They have never felt somebody genuinely cares for them. If you really, really care for them and you must care for them, that they feel you care for them, then you'll never have a problem with that. Clear? Join a different care of organization. <laughs> no, I understand, I understand. I'm joking. I understand what you're saying. I understand. Say that. Say that. Look, you have to explain to the imperials that, it, you know, that, it, that it's... You, you, I mean, at the end of the day, they really want to make... Their, their kavanas are all Hashem Shemayim. So, you know, they have to understand that sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes somebody showed me a clip of somebody who's 88 years old who became from... And he was married to his wife for, I don't know, 60 years without Chuppah Gedushin. And there was a Chuppah of an 88-year-old with his wife. So it took them until 88 to be Makar of him. <laughs> I mean, they have, you have to explain these things to the guys on top. We're working 20 hours a day trying to be Makar of people. You know, is, is it that I have to be, do I have to tick off? I can tick you off that I spend every day 15 hours, you know, trying to be Makar of and trying to help people and being good to them and, and help Kasha their kitchens, or whatever, you know, doing whatever they have to do. And this is what I'm doing. You know, like, like... The, 
that, do they have to be from at the end of the month? It's a bit of a chuchah the whole thing. I understand why they're doing it, because they, you know, they want to see results. It's a big, a big organization, and otherwise, you know, they'll never see results. They want to see results. But, uh, but it's, 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 in, in that sense, it's a bit flawed, because, uh, you know, because they have to have an inspector showing that everybody's taking their, their kira very, very seriously. That's what, the, that's what they should do. They should have somebody who visits the, like these mashkichim do, what do you call them, spot-on checks, spot checks? to see if the mashkiach is there in the restaurant. So they can have these spot checks to make sure that you're busy and they see you talking to students. But it doesn't go like, Kirov doesn't go like that. Kirov can take 20 years as well. Are you wasting your time for 20 years? Chas Every mitzvah that they do, every mitzvah and every Shabbos that they keep in. And even one, I spoke to someone, he said he makes this, he knows the people of Mechal Shabbos, he makes this really long Kiddush every Shabbos just to keep them there. They shouldn't be Mechal Shabbos for as long as they're sitting there. So he's saving them 10 chil, 20 chil Shabbos. I told somebody once, uh, I was trying to be Makarov, I said, don't put out your cigarettes on Shabbos. He told me you can't, cannot not smoke on Shabbos. I said, don't put your cigarette out. I said, you have an Av Melacha in lighting your cigarette, and it's an Av Melacha in putting your cigarette out. Just finish the cigarette and don't put it out. And he told me that's what he did. I don't know for how long, but I'm saying, so each thing, you have to explain your boss that, you know, I can write you a, a Rashima of so many that this guy put tefillin on, and this guy, for three, four hours, this Shabbos, you know, wasn't, 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 wasn't Mechal Shabbos, and finish off, it's getting late, but there's the, the and, and I'll finish off with the story of somebody that I spoke to in L.A. as well, a father of a Talmud, and, uh, and he says, he's a real sweet Sephardi, and he says to me, I need to drive to Shul on Shabbos, he says, the rabbi of the Shul over there gives me such a hug when I come in, I need that hug. So I said, you know, Shabbos, anyway, he, one week he wasn't feeling well. I said, you mustn't go to shul this week. I said, you're not feeling well. You mustn't go to shul this week. He had a problem with his eye. You mustn't go to shul. Kids, he didn't go to shul. And I said, if you're already not, not going to shul, keep Shabbos ready. Don't put on the television, etc., etc." Kids said that whole Shabbos, he kept Shabbos. And I haven't spoken to him for a, a few months. But uh, for a few weeks later, a few weeks later, he walked over an hour to that shul. He needed his hug. <laughs> but, he, but he walked over an hour each way. Each way, over an hour each way. So is he completed? So his son told me that after walking an hour each way, there was Chil Shabbos in the house. You know, there was a bit of Chil Shabbos he went on to. He tries. He's not ready there. Things take time. Kirov takes time. The whole idea of you have to fill up, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's understand where they're coming from, but it's, it's not pathetic. You're doing good work. Good work doesn't mean the guy's 100% religious at this point. Good work means I'm working on him. He's becoming from and from as time goes along. Every, day, every guy takes longer. Everyone defines first stage and second stage differently. He's a Balchuva Yeshiva, and he's and he's from already, or he's becoming from. If he's in a Balchuva yeshiva, so he's becoming from a, from a, you know, even, even a Balchuva. I mean, I remember Rebokos, they asked Rebokos a question whether you should let guys in the best marriage don't wear couples. You know, he said, what's a couple? You know, like, I don't want them to wear couples. There's people in the Shatara that walk around for months in the best marriage without couples on. No one, you know, he said, don't tell them, don't tell them a word. It takes time. If he's an issue, he's already in good hands. I mean, you know, he's, already, he's already in good hands. And hopefully, if they're not a deal with him in, the, in, in yeshiva, so hopefully he's, you know, he's getting from him, from him. I've seen firsthand, even in yeshivas, people that don't know how to do it. So why do you 
a person, I, I, know, I, know there's been, I know there's been people I've seen been for a few months in yeshiva and they left uh, as not from as they went, came in. It depends, who's, it depends who's with them. If you follow this thing of caring for them, loving them, showing care for them, showing care for them and uh, you know, you ask them every day, ask them every day, have they put the fill-in on? Have they davened? You know, there's, even, in, even, in, even, I'm telling you, even in the modern Orthodox world, there's people at Pasha, they're there for every Seder, morning, first Seder, second Seder, and third Seder. And the, the, the rabbis of the yeshiva think they're the best guys in yeshiva. They don't daven shachris, mincha, and marv, and don't put tefillin on. And no one asks them. And randomly, when, when they get asked, it turns out that for three months they're considered one of the best guys in yeshiva, and then they haven't davened. Yeah. So you mentioned kashras. Just to say a word about kashras. In other words, when you talk about Shabbos, so the guy gets inspired. He has an inspiration on Shabbos. It's a mistake to tell a guy, you know, keep kosher and you're going to feel different. You know, it's true that that machalas asuros are matumtum esalev, but the guy's lev is so matumtum already that he's not. He might not feel the difference at the beginning. So each thing you got to speak to him differently. When you talk about a Shabbos, you talk about you know, especially you talk. You talk about Purim also. You can build him up for Purim. You talk about kashras. You tell him that you know that you explain him the concept of tumtum alev, and uh, you know you don't tell him start you know start keeping kosher and you're going to see your mom is going to fly sky high. You know, you gotta, it's got to go, it's got to go, you've got to go with Seichel. There are certain parts of Torah that you have to explain them, you know, like based on, on, on the Svarim or based on the Svarim. There are certain things where, where, where you have to, you know, taka, you have to build up the momentum. And then when they see it, they'll taka feel that this is exactly what you've told them. One of the big inyanim of kashras is that, that people have, it's, it's your dua, it's a double your dua, that kashras has been makar of a lot of families for the simple reason that there are families that have one member who's, who's chayza b'tshuva, and he never comes to the house, 
because he, he comes to the house. He comes to the he never, never sits down at a meal at the house. And therefore, his family remains who they are, and he remains who he is. And there was never a cure of Lavavas. The Gemara says, G'dayla Legima. A Suda does everything, right? And, uh, and there's been stories of finally the mother, you know, it was masculine that they should kasha the kitchen. And then the frum boy comes with his family, etc., etc. And the whole family became religious because of that. Because there was more interaction with the, with the, with the, you know, with the frumer parts of the family. It brings, it brings, an, unbelie- it brings an unbelievable achdus on top of everything else. But there are mitzvahs that have to be explained. Even if you know, you're not, about Shuvah is also allowed to know that you, you keep this mitzvah and you'll feel fantastic. You know, that doesn't go like that. You explain him the chashivas of the mitzvah. And with the time, that's, that's what I'm saying, with the time, with the time, with the time, there are certain kirov organizations that don't necessarily call themselves kirov organizations. They could, they, they, they're mezaka yidin with mitzvahs. You're mezaka yidin with mitzvahs. So slowly, 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 you know, it, 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 it delves in, it seeps in. And eventually they just, they, they, they just want, to, want to become from. When the when the Bar Trevor came out with his with his candle lighting for young girls, so he himself, the Rebbe himself, said in the Fembrengen that uh, that uh, he got a letter from a whole family became religious because the girl came back and she told her mother Friday here in Israel that she wants to light candles Friday Friday afternoon. She said no no no. Anyways, she started crying and crying and crying. His mother said to herself, said to herself, what am I doing? My child wants to light candles. <laughs> I'm saying no no. What does she what, she, what does she want to do? She's not capturing the kitchen. She wants to light candles. It takes five minutes. The kids said the story was she said yes. So the girl came home with candles, and the girl got dressed with her good clothes on. I don't know what a secular family what good clothes meant, but her good clothes in order to light the candles. The whole family was sitting around watching television, and this girl's lighting candles. The mother looks at the father and says, Pasnish. <laughs> <laughs> so they put the television off for those five minutes. And the next week, the mother's dressed with the way she's dressed, and the daughter's dressed the way she's dressed. And the mother says, It's Pasnish. So she put something on, she put something better on, more modest, when her child lights candles. Kids say it was Nizgalgal, and the whole family became from because of that one thing. So that's patience. And that girl never spoke about being Makara for family. She never said to her mother, mother, she never said to her mother, Ima, can I light candles in order to make you all from? <laughs> she lit candles. She brought a hashra into the house. And slowly, slowly, the hashra goes weiter and weiter. But for that, you have to understand, you have to have a munna, even in the whole family sitting around the table there. They're yidin. They're yidin. And there's something inside them that's going to tell them that it's pasnished. Yeah. Very quickly, I'm hearing a lot. I don't know if the eyes are confused. You say, to me, like, light doesn't work like versus inspiration in the earliest place. But I think that the Trevor Zimmer is always saying it. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing all about like, getting in the front of house. Burst of inspiration. Bursts of inspirations are good in order that they should feel finally good with themselves or they should feel that something inside them, they should feel that their neshama. It's not just all about bursts of inspirations. No, just a lifetime. No, no, that's, that's, that's a mistake. Bursts of inspiration is good because it allows a person to feel ruchnis for once in his life. He feels suddenly ruchnis. He hears the beauty. He goes for a Shabbos somewhere and he feels, wow, this is real, this is ruchnis. Of course it's going to die down. He's not going to base his realism, but one thing he's taught himself is that he felt ruchni. There was five minutes where he felt, wow, this is the, this is the real thing. So that sets him off on a path. Even N- us, we say, well, we don't wish every second we feel that. We don't care what we feel. We feel like we feel We, as from people, have to try, and uh, we don't base our lives on inspiration, but we have to try to feel inspired a lot. Every Shabbos, every tefillah, to the best of our ability, to something. 
it's very important to inspire them. It's very important to inspire them. Obviously, they, they can't just have life of, of every run, jumping from inspiration to inspiration. But it's very good. It starts them off. It makes them feel, again, as I said, and this will close, because the way I started is because their problem is that they're so stuck. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe there's hope. They don't believe there's hope. Imagine a guy for 20 years has been watching the worst movies and has been doing the worst things with, with, with women, and, and, and he's done the worst thing. He doesn't believe that there's hope. He doesn't believe he can change. He feels he's a goy. And that's why he keeps on defending Goyim. Because <laughs> he feels he's a Goy, so he defends the Goyim. But if he feels, for once, a Yid, he feels that with all he's done, he still gets inspired from this Nigan, from this seeing this Tzaddik, or whatever, you know, whatever the case is, is then, is then, is then, is, is then it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to, to help him climb out of that. So there is hope for me. So I do have an Ashama. So something was kindled within me. Something really was generally kindled within me. So now I have where to start from. If he never has that inspiration, more intellectual, more intellectual proofs, more intellectual proofs, so the Ashama inside him is not being kindled. He's got to get a burst of wild inspiration. Every Balchuva becomes wild. Every Balchuva, every Balchuva is a bit wild. So more in the literature world, they become wild in their chumras, and they drive people crazy. And uh, we, we had once Purim, uh, Balas Tshuva, staying by our house. My wife went with her by neighbor's house for, for, for Megillah Laning. And whenever somebody sneezed or somebody coughed, this Balas Tshuva, my wife bought her like, as a thing. And she was going wild. She was making the whole, the whole room of sugar. And, 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 you know, and, and, and the more Hasidish Balchuvas go wild. They spend the whole day uh, listening to Nigunim and learning Kabbalah and, and whatever, whatever the case is, they're wild. Reb Tzaddik says, leave them. Leave them. They're living in their inspiration now. Leave them. They'll calm down. They'll calm down. And then when they calm down, they're going to lead a lot of Hadrocha. But meanwhile, they got inspired. And because they got inspired, because they felt that this halach is the thing, or because they felt that this, 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 this uh, kumzitz, whatever it was, it's good, it's good. Let them. Let them have another kumzitz. Let them learn Zoya. Let them learn Kisvah Rizal. Let them learn it. They'll calm down. They'll calm down. They'll calm down. There's the initial inspiration that pulled them out, that pulled them out, Misha'ol Tachtis. And now that they managed to get pulled out the Zoya, they didn't understand a word they were saying, but there's a certain Kedusha in the Zoya that pulled them out of Misha'ol Tachtis. And now with a lot of Hadrocha, with Gemara and Kitzah and Pnimius and Shabbos and Tefillin, they'll be on the right way. Mr. Hashem, we should be Zorcha, Mr. Hashem, that Hashem should send a Ruach Mimorim to be Makarav, everybody. Zorcha to Mashiach, Sukainam, Herb, Yemen, Omen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.